Brighter Media Group original. You're listening to Your Day Brighter, the podcast, real reasons to have hope in this world. Hey, I'm Tracy Tiernan, the host of this podcast. Before I jump into just a delightful conversation with Stephen Curtis Chapman, I got to tell you about some very special people that make this podcast possible. It's J29 Solutions. They are innovators with the right technologies for your business and a company that's committed to giving back to the community. To connect with them, go to j29inc.com. All right, boy, do I have a treat for you today. A conversation with one of the most prolific songwriters in our world today, Stephen Curtis Chapman. He's been making music for over 35 years. I can't imagine how many songs he's actually written. Um, But his music, uh, his life, all of the things that he has offered the world artistically um, and even sharing his own family's story and their own personal pain. Stephen is just beloved. Uh, We are crazy about him. We love his music. Uh, We love that he's been so authentic about sharing his journey with Jesus all of these years. And when you talk to Stephen Curtis Chapman, you learn right away that um, he's just one of these guys that makes you feel instantly like you're talking to a friend. And so, my friends, I'm really glad that you're listening, and uh, I hope you'll cozy up and enjoy this great conversation with the always delightful and very energetic (laughs) Stephen Curtis Chapman. You are like the Energizer Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. You saw me this morning trying to roll out of my uh, out of my bunk in in my bus. I was uh, I was not looking like the Energizer Bunny, but thank you for for thinking so. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that you are um, still making music and bringing beauty to the world, um, Stephen. We've been through quite a season in this world. Can, yes. Can you tell me what do you think this pandemic? revealed to you that you did not know, you know, either about the Lord, about you. It was a revealer of a lot of things for a lot of us. How about yeah. for you? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, um, gosh, where to begin? Yeah. I think there's so many things like, you know, we got, if you got an hour or two, but, um, <laughs> I think, I think, um, you know, anytime, gosh, what's the, you know, they're saying that, you know, Amy Grant sang it in a in a song. I think Joni Mitchell wrote the song, but you know, you don't know. <laughs> don't they always say you don't know what you got till it's gone? Oh gosh! And yes. I think I think when things are, you know, that's just such a true thing. We get, you know, we we're going along doing life, and you know, all the things that we enjoy and experience, and and no matter how much we don't want to, we you know inadvertently take things for granted. We just you know get comfortable with and even then begin to you know uh sometimes think okay you know well it's time to you know go back to work and go do what it is that i do full but it's just until that gets removed and suddenly i don't have the opportunity to go you know play my my music um you know just share the the hope that i have and have written all these songs about 
um, you know, then, then when that can't happen and we're all looking at each other kind of going, surely this is going to, you know, this is going to pass and we're going to get back to, you know, back to life in some way as we knew it um, and able to, you know, do the things that we feel like God has kind of, you know, given us to do, um, particularly related to music and doing concerts and all of that. I think just being able to stand on stage again and sing these songs and connect with people and see their faces and see, and especially in a time like this, when we just need, we need to be reminded of the hope that we have and Hmm. hear, you know, those messages, hear truth. We just had such a, it's been such a crisis of truth, I guess, you know, it feels Hmm. like you don't know what to even believe. You're hearing so many different versions of the truth on television and social media and all the different sides. And, you know, no, this is true. No, this is what's happening. No, this is it. So to just be able to say, no, this, we know this is true because this was true like before time began, uh, much less before, you know, a pandemic began. And this will be true, you know, long after this has passed and all of this. And, mm. and just to be able to kind of drop our anchor again in, in those truths, you know, to, to, to be able to do that together in community, the way concert gives us the opportunity to, music gives us a chance to do. I'm just... I'm just more grateful for that than ever, you know, just, I think it just kind of renews my gratitude for getting to do what it is that I get to be a part of doing and Mm -hmm. sharing that with people and encouraging people with that, with those messages. I love that so much. I wondered if, you know, that was maybe one of God's purposes in allowing this to happen. I've I've been asking that a lot, you know, because um, he doesn't always cause these things, but he allows them. They pass through his hands. And so we know that he can work something from it. And I, I wondered if one of the purposes was what you just said, that renewed sense of gratitude, you know, for those things that that we love, that maybe we had um, taken for granted. Did you discover any hidden talents that you didn't know you had during the pandemic or <laughs> any projects that you uh, worked on that you, boy, you never saw that coming? <laughs> Yeah, well, um, my wife discovered uh, a green thumb that she never knew she had, really, because, in fact, the joke early in our marriage was, you know, whenever plants were either given to us or, you know, she got a plant, she she said, if you put your ear down closer, you can hear it kind of saying, oh, no, no, not here, not here, you know, help me, (laughs) just. She just didn't have the touch, but she, during the pandemic, she just decided, and we've, we've kind of dabbled in gardening over the years and doing different things like that, but she, she got, my wife's not very good at dabbling. She's kind of all in. And so she started doing a little garden behind the house, kind of, you know, just in, in containers and raised beds and things like that. And before we knew it, the back of our house looked like a, it looked like a greenhouse, a jungle. I mean, it was just plants everywhere. And. And then she started a little, uh, a little business out of that where she was planting in, in old pots and old, uh, she would t- find these old pots and, um, and then put little plants or succulents, things like that in these, uh, in, in these kind of old vintage, um, planters. And so I got the job of going to Goodwills and knowing how to identify, uh, the good, planters and the good pots and the good dishes <laughs> that would make good, you know, 
good flower pots or you know places to plant yeah. so i i learned things yeah that i never knew <laughs> i would ever care about or know i never knew i could get excited when i find an old you know an old uh, pot that has the stamp on the bottom of it and uh you know says certain words that indicate that hey this is one that's you know that's that's valuable so yeah i think that was probably <laughs> something that that um that i learned that i had no idea i i would ever know about I love it. The, the, the Chapman family creating art um, from yes. n- new old things. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it was. She had a, she had, it's called the Blue Petal. And it's a really, she has a really cool little website. She hasn't done any, any new kind of deliveries or whatever uh, in a while, but um, it was just such a cool idea. She had to take these old kind of pots and her idea was sort of making old, old things made new or sad made happy. And uh, kind of connected even to our story and our life of just, you know, how God takes, you know, broken things that we might look at and think, yeah, this is kind of old and not use, not useful anymore. And then, mm-hmm. you know, puts new life in it. And uh, it was a really cool, very cool thing that I'm sure she'll revisit at some point. It's kind of <laughs> right now we're in we're in the in the mode of empty nesting, which has actually gotten very busy and crazy because the last one that flew from our nest went to. Uh, Cheer in college, uh, in at the University of Alabama, where our, our other daughter Shoei is, but Stevie Joy is there now, and so we're spending a lot of our time traveling back and forth to Tuscaloosa um, to go watch our daughter do her her thing and and uh, all that that goes with it. So it's been a busy season for that, as, as well as me getting back to work. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's been good. It's a new season. Oh my gosh! So yes. Yeah. Empty nesters, empty nesters. Yeah. Now I know you're super busy, and so your your life is full. I can't imagine you and Mary Beth like sitting around going, "What do we do now?" But, but yeah. are, is there yeah. anything that maybe you guys are um, discovering about about your marriage, about the about each other that is um, that is fresh, or anything that you're kind of excited about in this season? Because it can be sort of like that. Um, combination of feeling a, a little, you know, there's some grieving that goes along with it, but there's also some new stuff in the empty nest yeah. season. Yeah. Well, we are discovering, we just had our 37th wedding anniversary. Oh, and congratulations. Um, I, I would probably say right now we are discovering that we're still, uh, we're still works in progress that we haven't figured it out even after 37 years. <laughs> and we kind of go, you, I would have thought we would have this, have this kind of figured out by now. Um, I mean, we've been, we've been pretty honest, you know, about our journey together through the years of, of her writing in her book and me sharing in my story and my, my book, uh, wrote a few years ago, you know, we have, we have, uh, grace offices of many, uh, marriage counselors and, and pastors, friends over the years to say, help us figure this out. We want to, you know, we're, we're in a unique, um, I mean, all of us, you know, anybody in marriage knows it's, it's a journey and it's a, you know, it, it's not an easy thing because there is an enemy who is out to take, right. take out everything that is, that reflects the beauty of God's heart and nothing does that more profoundly than marriage. I mean, it's the picture mm-hmm. of our relationship with him. So you can sort of guarantee it's going to be, uh, attacked. And I think for Mary Beth and me, both I mean, we're excited about this season but we also know and have known you know that hey we hope this season will will mean that we slow down we're still 
challenged with being both of us pretty, um, we're, we're people who feel like if we're not being productive, you know, with, with what God's entrusted to us. You know, what does slowing down some look like for us and really being able to, um, you know, there's, there's show hope on, you know, on the side. Mary Beth is very involved in that, more involved probably than ever, uh, more opportunities, more need there, more you know, opportunities to, to do good work. But so we're just, we're really trying to, 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 I use that word steward, you know, all of that in a way that really allows us to kind of be in this season to, to take some, to, to rest too. Mm. And that's not something we do well. I'm being honest, sort of confession time, but, you know, learning how to rest and, you know, there's a lot of things being said. We, we recently watched a great message, um, from a, a guy that probably a lot of folks have heard of and heard this book, The Ruthless Elimination of oh, Hurry, um, from a, John Mark Homer. Yeah, yes. and we watched that that message and and hearing him talking, I looked over and I saw tears in my wife's eyes, and I mm. I knew she's saying, you know, I want I want to move towards that, but how do you do that? You know, when you got right. many many years, and I've been she's been you know amazing mom. Mm. You know, I've been this incredible opportunity to do all these, you know, great things that I'm so thankful for. And even as I'm saying, you know, to be able to get back to, to work at some degree is an incredible blessing, but also now not going, okay, gosh, we had two years of not being able to do this. Now we got to go super hard, you know, and, and get back at it. And I've got new music I'm writing and I'm excited about that mm. and getting to go in the studio and, and make some new music to share next year, which will be the 35th year wow. from the release of my first record, wow. which is crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, That's awesome. So I'm excited about that. And, <laughs> and, but, you know, just trying to steward all of that in the right ways, you know, all the opportunities yeah. and, and all of that to, uh, to still be able to enter into this, season of rest and mm. and all of that so that's kind of that's yeah. kind of what's going on with us yeah Stephen, you're I, I just i love this conversation so much because this is um this has so been a topic of conversation among um, people close to me that we find ourselves it's hard to rest uh and why is that and what are we afraid of are are we afraid that we are going to somehow become um, irrelevant to the world, mm. to the culture that, you know, there won't, if we stop doing the thing, will there no longer yeah. be a need for the thing anymore? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and is that, am I making that about my, I mean, just true confessions, you said it, am I making it about my, yeah. my ego instead of like what God actually wants for me? And what does he, what is he desiring the most? It's, you know, trying to help people have these conversations, you know, because we're we're in the 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 last quarter, probably right, last quarter of mm -hmm. life. Like, yeah. I'm 57, so I mean, I'm I'm like right okay. there with you. Yeah. Like, how do we finish yeah. well and finish strong, and and yeah. also accept this invitation that Jesus is always giving us to come and rest? It's a it's a fine line. I'm I'm struggling with trying to figure it out too. Yeah, yeah. Our culture, our our world, even our Christian culture around us, you know, that yeah. that, that has put so much, uh, I think, into our minds and our thoughts about, you know, just drivenness and, and you know, doing more and, uh, mm. and you know, being 
using whatever the opportunities God's given you. And, uh, and so to put that, uh, you know, bring that into the, into the light of, okay, what does it mean to, again, yeah, really mm. hear him say, come to me all who are weary and, mm. you know, heavy laden and, and I'll give you rest and, you know, come find rest. I mean, that is just, mm. uh, that is a much more difficult thing to do than it seems like it should be. That I should know. be the easiest thing to do, shouldn't it? But it isn't. Why are we making it why. so hard? Hey, I'm going to jump in for just a moment because I want to tell you about our sponsors, J29 Solutions. Now, this amazing company can do so many things to help your business. They're innovators with leading experts in technology and processes that can help you with everything from staffing to data analysis, Medicare claims, health and human services. But the thing that impresses me the most about J29 Solutions, it's their commitment to their people and to their community. Founder Tracy Mills, that's really what drives her. It's giving hope to people by giving back to the community. She tithes J29's earnings back to nonprofits that align with her company's values each month. Strengthening the community is a pillar of J29 Solutions. And Tracy Mills, she's passionate about inspiring her employees to do great things in the world and give back. I think that is just amazing. And I'm so grateful and blessed that we have J29 Solutions as our sponsor for your day brighter. Now you want to connect with Tracy Mills, just go to j29inc.com. And now back to my conversation with the always wonderful and vibrant Stephen Curtis Chapman. talking about how hard it is to rest and for someone like you I mean you're such a you're a creative and you have been creating now you said 35 years since your first album was released do you ever yeah Stephen Curtis Chapman do you ever run out of things that you want to write about or is it like how do you even keep track of all of it do you have like a list on your phone do you sing little messages to yourself i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i have a i have a phone full of um little voice memos um it used to be i mean i've been doing this so long that you know it used to be cassette tapes and i carried around a little walkman if you remember those things you know that yeah uh that recorded (laughs) you know that had a recording I did the little voice recorder thing for a while, but that never really worked well for me. So it was always just cassette tapes on a little Walkman that I always had in my backpack or, you know, somewhere in the house. And, um, and, and then that, you know, of course evolved. And when I started carrying a cell phone, you know, to get the, the voice memo app, that's been like the, the game changer. So I have all these little, you know, everything from just mumbling some idea to singing a melody to, you know, sing, sitting down with my guitar or at the piano, actually playing an idea down and a song. So yeah, that's where I kind of store away all the the little ideas that pop into my to my head. Mm. Do you have some? Uh, you said you're you're uh, writing new music right now, and mm-hmm. you're going to be you know sharing some new music coming coming up soon, which I'm always going to be looking forward to that. Um, there's so much rich theology I find in, in your songs and I'm just, you know, I don't know how you tackle some of the things that you tackle musically and and you're able to tell a story and give us a picture of Jesus. Is there any story that you haven't told yet that you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to get around to that. Yeah. Well, I think there are a lot of 
the things, again, I think that this most recent season of life, this pandemic has stirred, you know, in myself as it has uh, in a lot of us, I think of, uh, and, and the, just the season of life. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think I've been, I felt compelled to, to write some new music. On one hand, I, I have a lot of internal dialogue with myself about, you know, the people really need, you know, more music from Stephen Curtis Chapman. I mean, obviously on yes. one hand, I'd go, I would hope they would, yes. <laughs> but I've written a lot of songs and I've said a lot of things that I can, you know, people love to hear if they come to the concert, you know, I, my wife and I went the other day to, to a, a Doobie Brothers concert. Oh. I grew up being a big fan of the Doobie Brothers and yeah. my wife um, sang in swing chorale in high school, sang, you know, listen to the music, yes. you know, that great old Doobie <laughs> Brothers song. So we're like, uh, she bought me tickets for Christmas three, four years ago, and it took this long for the pandemic and all that for us to, for that concert to actually happen. And so we got to, we got to sit there, and, you know, it was interesting because they, you know, Somewhere in the middle of their concert, they say, hey, you know, we're going to play some new songs. And you can also feel the audience kind of go, okay, hey, it's time for a potty break or oh, go get some popcorn. You oh, know, man. Cause, cause, <laughs> you know, because you're, you know, you love the songs that you love. If right. you listen to the Doody Brothers, you're one, <laughs> you know, you're wanting them to play. No, just play the hits, you know. And I know that's a reality. And so, you know, sometimes for artists that have been around a long time, like myself, even, I kind of go, yeah, are people going to go, you know. Hey, you know, new me. I got some new music, and you know, people are kind of going, "Hey, I want to hear a cut four from your third album." You know, that's what I would love to hear. And so you always have that kind of <laughs> kind of battle back and forth. But with that said, uh, another artist that I've just appreciated more recently, who is in mainstream music, but just a, an amazing poet and songwriter, um, I heard recently Bruce Springsteen talking about. You know, he's mm. seventy years old, oh, wow. and he's released some new music uh, over the last few years that I've loved and really enjoyed just the, the poetry and the songwriting, the craft that he has of just telling a story. And he says, you know, I have things that I can only say now, you know, that I can only write songs about now that I couldn't have written songs about when I was 30 and 40 years old, when I had all this, you know, this energy and all, you know, that. Uh, and I thought, you know, that that's really true there. That's probably what's happening with me is they're, they're just, songs and themes and ideas um, that I wouldn't have written about even 10 years ago, even five years ago. And so, you know, I think that's part of what compelled me to to want to write these new songs. And a lot of them are really songs about that sense of, you know, even we talked about just recapturing uh, and, and holding on to a sense of, of wonder, for example. I mean, that's just one thing for me a song actually that I've been working on called Welcome Back to Wonder, which is just a song about how do I not lose, you know, after these many years and life being a lot harder than I imagined. And even, Mm. you know, even the faith journey being, you know, a lot more mystery and a lot more unanswered questions Mm. and, you know, losing, you know, friends and family members. And how do you even pray for, healing when you know you know this my wife lost her brother-in-law his her sister's husband passed away a couple months ago from uh, brain cancer and 62 years old and a young you know young guy really relatively getting just into his retirement and enjoying his grandson and you know this new season of life and we we would visit and he was just enjoying that and then 
get to diagnosis and literally within about four months, he's, he's passed away. And, you know, you pray and you pray and you, you know, believe that, know that God can, can heal. And yet you also know many times, you know, our story obviously is one of knowing, you know, what it's like to beg God for a miracle, even with our own little girl, Maria, and, and that not being the answer that you get, um, and having to believe by faith that God's still good and faithful and that the story's not over yet, you know, Mm -hmm. and yet still praying by faith that, no, God, you can do this. You're God of the impossible. I can believe that, Mm -hmm. um, even in this. So those kinds of things I think are a lot of what, uh, I've been writing songs about. I just got, I don't want to lose the sense of wonder of Mm -hmm. trust and belief with you, even though I carry around this sense that there's a lot that's unfixable this side of heaven. It's not ever going to be, it's it's not going to be, um, fixed as we understand fixing to be, but can I really keep trusting that you are a God who is working all of these things together for our good, for your glory in your time. And we're going to keep trusting that. And, um, you know, so that and, and resting in that. There's that word again, the, the dreaded R word, rest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know who who it was that that said it originally, but I had a conversation recently with Mike Dunahy and said, I think he was quoting someone else. And for all I know, it might have been Mark John Comer or John, excuse me, John, John Mark Comer, <laughs> yeah. who keeps popping yeah. up everywhere with his wonderful wisdom. Yeah. Um, but it's this yeah. idea that we we work from rest not work to rest Mm, yeah i loved i loved that thought um Mm. i this is what makes your music so special and so needed is the the authenticity of you know a a man in his life walking with jesus and i feel like you you, you've let us in for for decades Mm. of what that's really like yeah, I want to I want to come back to wonder. So I look forward to hearing more music from you um, as you and Mary Beth are uh, enjoying the season of, of cheering on your cheerleader. Um, <laughs> Stevie Joy, what are you guys like when you go to watch her do her thing? Are you are you guys rowdy? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. My wife is is a wild one. I mean, she is just <laughs> singing at the top of her lungs every you know, sweet home Alabama and all of them. Um, I, I'm a little more reserved, you know, in those situations, I think some, somewhat, but she is just, uh, she's just going nuts and all in. She's always been part of what I was drawn to in the very Aww. beginning and loved so much about her. So yeah, she is, she is, uh, she's all in. And, and I mean, we got buttons all over us, you know, we got the <laughs> Alabama cheer dad and cheer mom. We got Aww. pictures of these, little buttons of Stevie joy that, that we wear and Mary Beth made up that we all, you know, wear and all, all the friends that come with us, she's got buttons for them. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a full, it's a fully onboard, uh, all in kind of situation. Oh my goodness. That's so fun. Will your whole family be gathering the holiday uh, season this year, Stephen? Will, will Stevie be coming home? Yeah, she will. So we'll, we'll get to have a little bit of time with her, um, Thanksgiving and in Christmas we're, we're actually very excited to get to return back to something that we've done over the really the last, I think, 18 to maybe 20 years. I've done not every year, but I think about of the last 20 years, uh, we have had this opportunity 
for me to go to Disney World Candlelight Processional, and it runs from Thanksgiving to Christmas, uh, actually to New Year's, I believe, and they have uh, uh, an orchestra, and they have a choir, and they present the Christmas story, and a narrator gets to just literally read scripture, read the Christmas story from the Luke account of scripture mm-hmm. of, you know, Jesus' uh, birth and the shepherds and the angels and Mary and Joseph. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. evening. It's about, uh, you know, about a 40 minute concert kind of presentation ends with the hallelujah chorus. Everybody's oh. on their feet, you know, the wow. choir and the orchestra. It's really cool. And, and then I've been invited over the years to be the narrator one of the narrators every two or three days mm-hmm. they switch out the narrator is a is a guest and it's been over the years everybody from julie andrews to walter cronkite to you know now it'll be uh, harry sinise does it every year different you know wow. stars of television and film and and um you know uh broadway you know stars and so somehow i found my way into that a few years ago and we've <laughs> We've done that over the years, and it's just become kind of a part of our Christmas when we can do it, a Christmas mm-hmm. tradition. So we'll actually be all of us there, grandkids included, which is very exciting. All six of our grandkids and all of our kids will be uh, converging on Disney World <laughs> this year for Christmas from the December 23rd through the 25th oh, or 26th. So, yeah, I'm fun. very thankful for that. That'll be a sweet time. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you here in Maryland on December the 3rd. And um, always just a special time whenever we get to have an evening with you, Stephen. We love you so much. Would you please give our our love to your whole family? And um, just thank you so much for just making the world brighter and more beautiful and helping us all to get a a deeper glimpse of our beautiful Jesus. Thank you. You're so welcome, Tracy. Thank you. And sure good to visit with you. Can't wait to see you guys soon. Yay. <laughs> We're All looking right. forward to it. God bless you, Stephen. Thank you so much. Bless you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's just something so special about that man. He makes you feel like an old friend, doesn't he? Oh, I loved it. I hope you had as much fun as I did just hanging out and talking with Stephen Curtis Chapman. And um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks for being a part of Your Day Brighter. And I have I have a favor to ask of you, if I may, okay? Would you please uh, subscribe, follow, all, all those good things with the podcast? Would you share it with somebody that would love to hear it? And this is really important. Would you leave a review if you're able. That really helps other people to find it in the podcast world. Lots of things that I don't understand about how these things work, but this is what they tell me. The reviews are really important to help other people to find it. And uh, we're just trying to share the goodness to keep this thing going and try to encourage as many people as possible with great conversations on Your Day Brighter. So thank you. Thank you so much. I want to say also thank you to our sponsors, J29 Solutions, and to our awesome production team. Your Day Brighter is produced by Tracy Tiernan and John Lawhon for Brighter Media Group. And our production team is Todd Gaddy, Caroline Burke, Aaron Branham, Julie Gilligan, and Hannah Baldwin. And I just want to say thank you to all of you guys because you're just the best. And I love you very much. Thanks again for listening. Now remember, tell somebody your story today. Or better yet, ask to hear theirs. <laughs>